0: If you're a new member of Toastmasters, you might not understand the organization of the program, how the parts make the whole, as it were. But you've probably heard about the Toastmasters district events where the entire district has been invited, either for education, for awards, or for both. Every fall, we hold Toastmasters district events. District 10 held the Quality Club Forum district event, a series of presentations to help build up the clubs in the district. District 11 just held its Fall Education Day. What's the difference? There were a lot of differences in the Toastmasters events. Differing messages, separate tracks versus single tracks, and a whole lot of people I'd never met before. That made all the difference to me. That's why I recommend you get outside your comfort zone and try a district event In your own district, if you've never gone, or take it a step further and try a different Toastmasters district and go to one of their events, you'll be amazed. Are you interested in public speaking or leadership skills? Then Toastmasters is for you. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10, where we talk about Pathways, the education program from Toastmasters International. I'm your host, Kim Kradge. Two years ago, there was an announcement from Toastmasters International that the fall conferences were now eliminated. But there were a lot of people who liked the fall conference. We liked to get together with our fellow Toastmaster friends more than once a year. Districts had business that needed to be accomplished, and there were training opportunities that were being lost. So we have districts creating quality club forums, or marketing institutes, or fall education days. It's up to the district. I like the fall education day that I attended in District 11 last weekend. I learned three things from visiting this new district. Number one, to trust my audience. District 11 is about a three-hour drive from my home in District 10. It has the added attraction of being home to a very large portion of my family, so I wanted to combine family and Toastmasters for a few days. Other districts probably just don't know you. District 11 didn't know me, but I asked for a speaking slot at their district event anyway. I ended up with a 45-minute slot to talk about social media. Since I know something about that. It was simple for me to create a presentation that I thought would suit the audience that I was told to expect. Going to a completely new audience is an opportunity we don't get if we never leave our home club or our district. This new audience doesn't have any preconceived notions about your skills or your presentation style. Have you ever had to retool your presentation on the fly? Oh, that's always fun, isn't it? I was faced with a new audience and a speech based on bad data. I wasn't expecting them to be as educated on my topic as they were. I was tested in a way that would never happen at home. I was way outside my comfort zone. And what did I learn? I learned I can do it because I can trust the audience. Of course, I can trust my audience at home. They know me and I know them. My task here was to build into this unknown audience the trust they needed to have in me that I knew what I was talking about. Now, I don't recommend you doing this, but this is what I did. I ended up skipping three of my slides because it was obvious that this audience already knew this material. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't try to flatter them by saying I didn't need to tell them about this. I just moved on. I respected my audience, and as a result, they trusted me. This audience was polite, but better, they were engaged and fun. By the time we were done, the audience had three action steps to take on top of the one activity we did during the session. We covered a lot of material, but I still had time for questions during the presentation. I gave them a homework assignment that I hope they did, I'll have to ask the district director of District 11 how many emails he got this week to find out for sure. If you're a new public speaker, you may be dealing with stage fright. And you've got to get comfortable with your skills. You know what you can do. But learning to trust your audience is another level of presentation development that I can't say I've ever seen anyone talk about. Self-confidence is one thing. Audience confidence is another We build into our speeches those hooks for the audience to grab onto to connect with us. Rhetorical repetition is a valid communication technique. I use triads, repeating a few words but building on them. President John F. Kennedy of the United States did this in his inaugural speech. Four times consecutively, he started a sentence with, let both sides. That's very effective. You have to give your audience space to process your words. This is a really good technique. We're not talking about dragging it out. It's just the opposite. You need to give information in a consistent flow and let your audience think about what you're saying. Info dumps hurt your audience's brain because there's too much to think about at once, but going too slow bores them. When I say trust your audience, I'm not talking about these rhetorical devices. I'm talking about having faith that your audience is there for you. They're ready for you. This doesn't eliminate your responsibility to deliver prime content in an effective, pleasing manner. It actually makes you work harder. I heard it said in Toastmasters during the first year I was a member, your audience does not want you to fail. They don't want to hear a horrible speech any more than you want to give one. Unless you're in politics or speaking about something controversial and you anticipate pushback from the audience, trust them. Trust your audience. Respect them. When you give them the tools to connect with you, you'll connect with them, too. Number two, how do you do it at a Toastmasters district event? I asked someone at the district event why it was held at this particular conference center. How was it selected? For the first time that day, I heard a very common refrain, because we've always done it that way. Now, I don't mean to be insulting to District 11, because I realize that in District 10, we do a lot of things because we've always done it that way. The differences can be interesting. For example, in District 10, we don't charge for the officers' training sessions. We call those the TLIs. In District 11, they do. Other differences? The methods of presenting the Distinguished Club Awards. How we in District 10 honor our newly minted Distinguished Toastmasters with a formal ceremony. The number of education sessions in one day. District 11 had 15 sessions in one day. The variations inspire me. I'm not in any position in District 10 to implement any of the ideas I've seen here, but I'm no longer part of the that's the way we always do it club. There are lots of ways to do everything. We don't have to be limited in our thinking or in our actions. The third thing that I learned when I got out of my district is to listen to people more. Yes, of course, I can do this at home, but away from home, the new environment and the new voices got my attention in different ways. I chatted with a gentleman in District 11 about Pathways. He is not a fan. I spoke with a woman about how much she likes the new program and how it's reinvigorated her interest in Toastmasters. I listened to a fantastic speech that inspired this podcast about getting out of your comfort zone. Let's give a shout-out here to Angela Miller, whose name has... Wait, I think she's going to use that in a district contest. I better not quote too much of her presentation, but to say... I wish I was that good when my tech goes down. Getting outside and away from the usual noise makes us more sensitive to what we hear. Getting outside in a way introduces us to new people and new ideas. It's up to us how to respond to that. I could yell at the man who doesn't like Pathways and tell him he's wrong. Instead, I listened to what he had to say. Did it make a difference to him? I have no idea, but it made a difference to me. It changed something that I plan to say in this podcast. I listened to Angela's speech and I found a new friend. I listened to Scott's speech and discovered a keynote speaker from my district. I listened to Tyson and heard ideas that I plan to steal. I mean, use with attribution in a future speech. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the real power of public speaking. We connect with communication. When we trust, we open up to new ways to do things. And when we listen, we've got that power in our hands so that when we speak, even to total strangers in a different state at a different Toastmaster district, we still have something to say. Many thanks to District 11. You welcome me warmly, and I'm really grateful for the experience of coming to speak with you. Toastmasters District 10 sponsors the Toastmasters 101 podcast, but I did promote it just a little bit in District 11 because you listeners are the reason why we produce this podcast. So if you know someone who would benefit from hearing this podcast, be sure to send them a link to the show at Toastmasters101.net. All the subscription information is there. You can listen on any podcast program on Apple, Android, or a desktop. Our music is from incompetech.filmmusic.io. Thanks for listening to Toastmasters 101 Podcast.